Be Wealthy and Smart, episode 338. into a world of wealth and financial freedom without budgets, boredom, or bosses on Be Wealthy and Smart. And now, here's your host, Linda P. Jones. Welcome to Be Wealthy and Smart. I'm Linda P. Jones, America's Wealth Mentor, empowering women and men worldwide to financial freedom. On today's show, we're going to talk about three mistakes to avoid when investing. And you're going to learn three things not to do when you are making those investing decisions. I often like to find articles that I like, that I agree with. I only bring you the ones I agree with. This article comes to us from CNBC.com. It was written by Sean M. Carter, and it was called Top Financial Advisor. To invest successfully, don't make these three mistakes. And here's what the article says. If you're looking to get into the stock market, there are three mistakes you'll want to avoid in order to be successful, says John D. Spooner, author of No One Ever Told Us That, Money and Life Lessons for Young Adults. Spooner is a Harvard University graduate and a Boston Globe number one bestselling author. He has been named one of the 100 best financial advisors in America by financial investment website Barron's. Quote, There are endless ways to analyze the stock market, its trends, fads, and individual companies. My style is to be a contrarian, to go against popular sentiment. When I identify areas I think are undervalued and underappreciated, I move into them aggressively. And this strategy, he says, can be very successful. I just want to stop there for a moment and talk about being a contrarian. I've talked about that before on the show. It is a very good and powerful investing concept that I totally agree with. And this is the concept that you want to go the opposite way that the entire crowd is going. So being a contrarian is simply doing the opposite of what the crowd is doing. And one of the ways that we use contrarianism is we look at sentiment. We look at how bullish are people, how many people, what percentage of people expect that the market is going to continue to go up. Looking at that, when it gets to a 60% or higher percentage of the public, that is a very good indicator that we're about to go the opposite direction, that instead of the market going up, it's likely that the market is going to take a correction or pull back Uh, which is normal and healthy and should be happening. But unfortunately, we've had a crazy market the last several years of which we've hardly had any pullback or significant correction. Not even a 1% pullback within the last 12 months, I believe. So it's been very, very unvolatile, which means that we'll probably have a period of overvolatility at some point to kind of even it all out. So back to the article. The first thing he says is do not rely on algorithms. Formulas can seem attractive, but don't swoon too hard for them. Build real-life relationships with smart people, too. Spooner takes this tip from Warren Buffett, the chief executive officer of Berkshire Hathaway, also one of the wealthiest men in the world, who says he has built a cult following over the course of his career. 
Buffett dispenses wisdom and common sense wherever he goes, Spooner says. He has a cult following, in my view, not just because he has an outstanding investment record, but also because of his wisdom, experience, and counsel. As you get older, you suddenly realize you may not have the time to invest on your own. You need hands-on advice, not virtually, not by robots, but by real, live, smart people who consider the best interest of you and your family. Tough to find, but it can be priceless if you do. Just want to pause there and say, you know, Warren Buffett is certainly one of the all-time best investors in history. And we can learn from people like that. We can take some of his wisdom. And one of the things that he talks about is not chasing the crowd and not uh, buying what everyone else is buying and waiting for the right time to maybe buy those things that everybody likes, but wait till it goes on sale and buy it on sale, just like you do your groceries. The article goes on to say, Tom Corley, an accountant, financial planner, and author of Rich Kids, How to Raise Our Children to Be Happy and Successful in Life, also subscribes to this idea. He spent five years studying the habits of the wealthy and calls this type of networking building rich relationships. To find rich relationships, Corley says, make a list of individuals you may or may not know who possess skills you could learn or lean on them for and reach out to them. Join a networking, civic, or nonprofit group. Reach out to people and ask them to grab a coffee or a drink. These casual get-togethers, writes Corley, are actually the most effective way to grow your relationships. Buffett and billionaire Bill Gates are a good example of that, too. They have been friends for years and say that by surrounding yourself with the right crowd, you can push yourself to achieve bigger professional goals. I'm just going to pause there and say I like the idea of networking. I think what he's trying to get at is finding a mentor And you're doing that by being on this podcast and listening to all of the teachings. I have now over 300 plus different podcasts for you. And listening to podcasts, listening to experts, learning from them, that is a really, really good thing to do. We have more accessibility to do that now. It used to be you had to meet someone in person and have them sort of take you under their wing. Now there's so much information in blogs and websites and on podcasts that in video, certainly, that you don't really need to do that anymore. So I just want to say, I agree with him, but I'm just saying you don't have to necessarily do this in person anymore. There's so much information and so many ways to have access to people and their knowledge that you don't have to do it this way anymore. All right. Point number two is don't just watch TV. Using common sense strategies instead of merely listening to talking heads can give you a boost. When investing in pharmaceutical companies, Spooner says this strategy helped him get ahead. We started to buy this group in 2008 on one seemingly easy-to-grasp idea, the demographics of America and the world. With more than 320 million Americans and 7 billion people on the planet, no one you and I know will ever be taking fewer pills than they are now, he recalls. The pharma industry, with enormous cash flow, paying dividends equal to or greater than 10 to 30-year treasuries was an obvious choice, Spooner said, and it paid off. It was simple. I didn't have to look at charts or listen to talking heads on TV, he said. Common sense can give you investment themes if you pay attention to the world around you. To start building your sense for the market, in addition to checking in on your favorite shows, network with experienced investors in your group of rich relationships. Check out these investing books recommended by Andrew Hallam, who became a self-made millionaire at 36. All right, I'll pause here. 
So I think that they're right. You don't just want to listen to talking heads on TV. Often those talking heads are the very people you need to be a contrarian again from. So when they're really panicking, that's usually maybe the bottom of the market when you want to buy. And when they're all bullish and talking about how the market's going to go up forever and they're making long-term projections of what the market's going to be in the future, that's usually the sign that we're near a top. So you want to be contrarian and not just listen to the talking heads on TV. Point number three, don't get complacent. Lastly, Spooner says, don't get too comfortable in your routine. If you're a contrarian, which often takes time to develop, you should continuously try to shoot holes in your thinking and actually question, are my assumptions still valid? When the public seems to have discovered your theme, then it is time to start slowly exiting those stocks and looking for what's next, he says. Let the people who are late for the game get in last. End of article. Well, I agree with that. Like we have a handful of stocks, of individual stocks, mostly technology stocks, that have been going up and everyone is piling into. We saw this happen at the top in 2000. We've seen this happen in the Nifty 50 years ago. We've seen this happen, which was before my time, but we've seen this happen at different points in history where the market gets narrower and narrower and people are buying a select few number of stocks. That's often the sign that the market is near a top. So I completely agree with him. And I think it's a good indicator that maybe it's time to take some cash off the table. If you haven't yet subscribed to Be Wealthy and Smart, please hit the subscribe button and you'll be notified as soon as I have new podcasts. And if you'd like to know how to get to financial freedom sooner, get my 11 quick financial tips to boost your wealth. There are 11 quick things anyone can do to get their net worth growing faster. That's at lindapjones.com. That's all for today. Until next time, live the good life and be wealthy and smart. Thank you for listening to Be Wealthy and Smart with Linda P. Jones. Share the wealth and tell your family and friends about the show. Check out our website, blog, and social media for more riches at www.bewealthyandsmart.com.